Hello everyone, this is Damien from the Language Caster team and uh, we'd like to apologise for the delay in posting this week's podcast. After last week's live show from Tokyo, we had a host of unlucky technical issues this week, which meant that we were unable to put the show together until today, Tuesday. But we're back and the delay means that we can mention the fact that Premier League side Manchester United are now looking for a new manager after Jose Mourinho was sacked today. The former Chelsea, Inter and Real Madrid boss won two trophies at United, but the Red Devils currently find themselves 19 points behind leaders Liverpool. Right, Jose's gone, but we're still here. Apologies again. And here's this week's show. You're listening to LanguageCaster.com's Football Language Podcast. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the podcast for all those who love the beautiful game of football and who want to improve their English language skills. My name's Damien and I'm back in London after my short trip to uh, Hong Kong and Japan, where of course I met Damon and we recorded last week's show together for the first time in over three years. Uh, Damon, how are things? Hi Damien, things are good here in Tokyo It was good to see you over here last week And uh, I hope the flight back wasn't too long I'm guessing you were back in time for the Champions League fixtures What did you watch? Well the flight is a long one, I'll tell you that Um, But I did manage to watch the Spurs (laughs) game against Barcelona On Tuesday evening in the Champions League Oh, what drama Uh, I was so nervous as I was not just watching Tottenham's match, but I also had one eye on the Inter versus PSV game. Both of these teams were also in the same group. Now, both games finished 1-1, which meant that Tottenham went through to the last 16 knockout stage on a better head-to-head record than the Serie A side Inter. Okay, so what do you mean by head-to-head record, Damien? Well, there are different ways to separate teams when they have the same points in a group or in a table. So, for example, goal difference, goals scored, or how the teams did when they played each other. And this is the head-to-head record. So Tottenham had a better head-to-head record than Inter uh, when they played each other? Yes, but only just. Uh, Spurs came above Inter on away goals, which means that the two teams both won their home matches against each other, but Spurs scored an away goal, which counts double when teams are tied. So head-to-head records, away goals, goals difference, uh, goals scored, uh, all nice language to describe ways of dividing teams or separating teams who finish on the same points. Uh, Damon, what about you? Did you watch that Liverpool-Napoli game? Yes, I did. And that was another nail-biter. A great save by the Liverpool goalkeeper, Alisson Becker, saw Liverpool through on goals scored. Uh, They were tied with Napoli on the head-to-head games, away goals and goal difference, but had scored two more than the Italians in the group stage, through by the tightest of margins. Any other games? Yeah, that was that was really, really, really tight, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched the Ajax versus Bayern Munich game in the Champions League on Wednesday. Ooh, what a game it was, as both sides went all out for the win to decide which team would finish top of the group. Now, it finished 3-3, but there were penalties, red cards, lots of goals and chances. A great game featuring one of the favourites for the Champions League, that's Bayern, 
against a former powerhouse Ajax, who many feel are emerging again. All right, Damien, tell me, how is London? Well, yesterday it was a miserable day, lots of wind and rain. Uh, today's a lot nicer, um, blue skies and uh, Christmas spirit, and people are getting ready for the Christmas break, which, of course, is full of football, including the big game today between uh, Liverpool and Manchester United. Yep, we'll be looking ahead to that game later on in the show in our predictions section. What else is on today's show? Well, we start by asking a football language question and then we move on to our football review of the week. That's the good, the bad and the ugly. And This week we look at news from European competition, uh, the Premier League and MLS. Nice and well done on not saying the MLS, which many people <laughs> still do. It's not the Major League Soccer, but simply Major League Soccer, MLS. Yes, uh, uh, we'll also have an explanation of some more football language that emerged from the week and the phrase to play out from the back. Mm. Uh, we finish up then with some predictions that will feature that Liverpool-Manchester United clash and also the games between Manchester City and Everton and Arsenal's trip to Southampton. Hi, my name's Izzy. I'm a fan of Dulwich Hamlets FC and you're listening to languagecaster.com. Yes, you are listening to languagecaster.com and that message was from one of our listeners in London who is a fan of non-league side Dulwich Hamlets who we have featured on the show a few times recently. Now, if you'd like to add your own message featuring your own team, then send in your message to languagecaster.com in your language or in English and we'll add it to our podcast. Yes, indeed. Now, um, one of my colleagues here in London, uh, Dan, is a big Dulwich fan, and he told me that the South London Club is looking forward to returning to its home ground over Christmas after a dispute great. with the owners. Yeah, it's great. So we wish everyone at Dulwich who play in the sixth tier of English football all the best. All the best. Right, it's time for our weekly football language quiz question, and I think this week it's all about being Booked, is that right? Yes, uh, Liverpool defender uh, Virgil van Dijk was booked in the Champions League game against Napoli after a tackle on Belgian forward Dries Mertens, which means he will miss the next game in the competition. So we want to know which of the following words and phrases does not mean to be booked. So number one, to be cautioned. Number two, to be suspended. Number three, to be carded. And number four, to receive a yellow. Good stuff. And we'll have the answer at the end of the show. Now, we'd like to point you in the direction of patreon.com if you'd like some more football language content and you also want to support what we're doing. You can come to our site at languagecaster.com and there you can click on the Patreon button to learn how you can access extra posts and resources, including worksheets. And of course, you can get the transcript for this report. Yes, you can access a worksheet on a review of the Champions League group stages and we'll also be posting one on the FIFA Club World Cup that's just kicked off in the UAE as well as some extra football language and we'll have our end of year football quiz too. And of course, thanks to all those who do support us through Patreon. Yes, indeed. Now, it's time for our football review of the week in our good, the bad and the ugly section. Well, finally, the Copa Libertadores uh, final second leg took place last weekend uh, in Madrid, of course, and not in South America. And congratulations to River Plate, who won 3-1 on the night after extra time to lift their fourth Copa Libertadores trophy. 
Of course, winning the trophy against your bitter rivals, Boca Juniors, makes this victory even sweeter. Congratulations also to Atlanta United, who won the MLS Cup last weekend after defeating Portland 2-0 in front of over 73,000 fans in Atlanta. And this is a remarkable story as uh, Atlanta United have only been playing in MLS for two years. So well done to them. Anything else, Damon? Well, as we've already mentioned, it was good for Tottenham and Liverpool as they qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League to join two other English sides, Manchester City and United, to make it four teams from the Premier League into the last 16. Also, congratulations to Liverpool's Egyptian striker, Mo Salah, who was named BBC's Africa Player of the Year for the second year in succession. Yes, well done to him, to Atlanta and to River Plate. Um, How about some bad news from the week? Well, bad for some of the big teams in the Champions League as Manchester United lost to Valencia 2-1 and in the same group Juventus, who are running away with the Serie A title, also lost 2-1 away to Young Boys. But perhaps the biggest shock was Real Madrid being hammered 3-0 by CSKA Moscow at the Bernabeu. Add to those results the 3-3 draw we've already mentioned for Ajax against Bayern Munich and a lot of teams in the last 16 can take heart seeing former champions being turned over like that. It was bad also for Tokyo Verdi in the Japanese second tier who lost their playoff for promotion 1-0 to Iwata. Now, Tokyo Verdi used to be known as Yomiuri Verdi and then Kawasaki Verdi, and they won the first two J-League championships way back uh, in 1993 and 94. However, since 2006, apart from one season, they've played in the second division, and they're going to have to wait even longer before they get another chance at promotion. Wow, I remember when I was living in Japan, Verdi were one of the big clubs, so that's a big fall for them. Um, How about an ugly story from the week? Uh, Well, for ugly, we've got to mention the terrible abuse that Manchester City's Raheem Sterling received at Chelsea's home ground last weekend. Several fans were seen shouting abuse at the England International, including one supporter who appeared to be using racist insults. Now, police are investigating the incident. Uh, Sterling later tweeted a message blaming the press for the way they portray black players in England, which is often negatively. He's received a lot of support for his comments, so hopefully the debate will emphasise that there's no room for this kind of behaviour in the game. In more bad news for the London club Chelsea, their fans were also heard singing anti-Semitic songs in their away game in the Europa League against MOLVD in Hungary. The club said in a statement, anti-Semitism and any kind of racial or religious hatred is abhorrent to this club and the overwhelming majority of our fans. It's unbelievable that this kind of behaviour still exists in football. Um, I suppose the one good point from this ugly story, and it really is an ugly story, is that people are talking about this issue again, but lots to be done. I agree. Talk to a gay languagecaster.com. And just before we move on to our next section, just to remind everyone that you can, of course, follow us 
on Facebook. That's Learning English Through Football. Of course, we have a Twitter account and we're on Instagram where Damon has posted some pictures, Damon. Yep, we had our team's final today in the uh, local tournament. Unfortunately, we uh, lost on penalties and I couldn't even play because I've got a bad knee. But uh, we got to the final. So check out Instagram and uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, as Damien said, and spread the word. Right, next up we explain some football language and this week we describe a way of playing the game. Yes, I'm going to explain the phrase to play out from the back. Now we know that there are different ways to play the game. Some teams prefer a more direct style which involves lots of long balls while others prefer a more possession style game. They keep the ball a lot more. These types of teams tend to play out from the back, which means that they pass the ball out from the goalkeeper to defenders rather than kicking it long. Now they do this to try and entice the opposing team to press them so that there'll be more space in behind them. Some teams are really good at doing this. For example, Manchester City, as they can break the press with one or two passes, including from their goalkeeper. And this type of play may be seen as risky, as a team can lose the ball right in front of their goal. But more and more managers like their team to play out from the back. Yeah, I was watching uh, Manchester City against Everton uh, yesterday, and I think Everton got caught out when their Colombian defender, Mina, tried to play out from the back. And he gave the ball away to City, who then scored the opening goal. A high-risk strategy indeed. How about Spurs? Do they play out from the back? Yeah, they, they try to, though. Um, as we said, sometimes it can be a high-risk strategy against teams like uh, Manchester City, Liverpool or, or Barcelona, who put on a high press. Yes, indeed. Now, next up, we take a look at some of the big games from the weekend in our predictions section. Yep, let's have a quick look at the top of the leaderboard and... Tokyo Red, that's you, Damon, is uh, joint top Yay. with Grooveman 22 on 96 points. Get in there. Two points behind you both is myself on 94. And the Mighty Toft is in fourth, about 18 points behind. Now, remember, it's three points for a correct score prediction and one point for the right result. See if you can try and beat the Language Caster team. Now, our first game featured uh, Manchester City and Everton. Uh, City wanted to bounce back after last week's defeat at Chelsea and they did so fairly comfortably against Everton 3-1. Now I went for a 1-1 draw, so no points for me. How about you, Damon? Yeah, I thought it would be 2-1 to Manchester City, so I pick up a point. And uh, the second game is a Sunday kickoff in a couple of hours and it sees South Coast side Southampton take on Arsenal and uh, an easy win for Arsenal for me. 2-0 to the Gunners. Hmm, I wonder, will Southampton enjoy a new manager bounce nope. under Austrian Ralph Hassenhutl? I hope so. 1-1 uh, for me, but that's clearly my uh, heart, not my head. Uh, Liverpool versus Manchester United. This is the big game of the weekend. And of course, there is a fierce rivalry between two of the most successful clubs in English football. What do you think, Damon? Well, 
Klopp has never beaten Manchester United since he's been manager of Liverpool, uh, the only Premier League club he hasn't tasted victory against. And for the last two seasons, Liverpool have had to settle for a draw at Anfield, so the omens aren't good. Uh, Liverpool also have issues at the back, too, with three defenders out injured. I'm nervous, but I'll go for a 2-1 Liverpool win. You? I think Mourinho's United might park the bus uh, <laughs> they might defend in numbers yeah. remember that phrase that football cliche which I think Mourinho introduced into uh, English football um, and then they'll maybe try to counter-attack Liverpool um, I reckon it will be tight maybe a 1-1 draw oh, I hope not Sorry. I really hope not right before we go let's hear the answer to our football language question yeah we wanted to know which of the following words and phrases does not mean to be booked so to be cautioned to be suspended to be carded and to receive a yellow and Damon the answer is well it's the phrase to be suspended which means that a player cannot play in a game as he or she has received too many yellow cards or cautions well done if you got that one right and we'll have another question next week yes we will and uh, we'll also have news of the club world cup and the Champions League draw. Who do you want for Tottenham, Damien? I don't mind, really. Uh, maybe Real Madrid? <laughs> you? <laughs> I quite fancy Bayern Munich for some reason. Um, <laughs> all are going to be tough, though. Well, the draw is tomorrow, uh, on Monday, so we'll soon find out. Um, right, that's it for this week. Bye-bye, everybody. Yep, yeah, enjoy all of the football. Ta-ra.